How's it going, everybody? My name is Timmy D, and you're listening to my podcast, Timmy D in the Industry. Hi, everyone. Timmy's getting his uh, drink, so uh, until then, you're stuck with me. <laughs> Just kidding. He's, uh, he's not here ever. He's not ever coming back. It's now Trevor D in the industry. So I'm gonna I'm gonna work on what the I'm here, I'm back. No, you're not. Don't don't lie to people. I'm back. This is a ghost. Uh Trevor D, what does that stand for? Uh Trevor uh What's your middle name? Da- donkey. Dante? Donkey? Donkey. <laughs> Trevor Donkey Messenger. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for spreading the word of Timmy D and the industry. We're back. We're back with a vengeance. Forget you heard the first 30 seconds of this podcast. No. I, no, 15. I've, 10 seconds. I you know, know what? I'm just going to air it as is. Okay, fine. I really want people to... Those are my favorites. I love when people just air the podcast with just, no editing. Yeah. Like, there are some podcasts that uh, when you hear that, you're just like, mm, cheesy. And then there's other podcasts where it's almost endearing. You're like, oh, they actually are friends. Mm-hmm. Timmy mm-hmm. and Trevor, this isn't a fake false pretense. They actually are friends. They don't need to build a reef. Dude, oh, that's so funny. It's like when I made, the, I made a masturbation joke and, and, and I, I was talking about honesty. And I was like, if you're honest with each other, you can all come together. And I was like, oh. you're like that was an accident. <laughs> it just it told, was I, I accidentally said it on stage and I was like, oh, my God, that's the best joke I've ever told. So you can follow Trevor at uh, Trevor underscore mess on Instagram. And you've, I'm you, not on Twitter. you did away with Twitter. I'm, I'm not on Twitter anymore. I'm <laughs> fucking done, out on Twitter. You got done away with Twitter. I, okay. He I, got off the Twitters. I'm on it only as uh, an observer because it, it updates me on like sports injuries and, and sports transactions and stuff. And like, if you're not on Twitter, you don't hear about them until like three hours after they go down because that's when the official story comes out. And, it's and when like, Trevor talks about sports, you can check it out on his unofficial podcast that he's going to be starting soon called. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it's called That's Right. That's what it's called. That's right. That's Touchdown right. Padres. Touchdown Padres. That's a fun one. That's a good one. Verbal diarrhea. I think I got a pimple on my back of my arm. So you can follow Timmy D in the industry at Timmy D and the industry on Instagram. Captain underscore Timmy D is my Instagram handle. Or follow my band Pullman Standard at Pullman Standard on Twitter. You can follow me in real life if you want. That'd be creepy. I've always wanted an entourage. Oh yeah, dude. Speaking of entourage, one it time it would be as creepy as it would be cool. I guess one time was I was like really drunk as an on uh, on on Sunset, and uh, I went. I was going to the bathroom, and I get to the bathroom, and there's three people lined up on the wall, like waiting for a stall or a urinal, and the stall door was open, <laughs> and I go. <laughs> Anyone in there? And this little this little short guy's like, no, we're all just standing here for fun. And I was like, oh God, he's right. I'm a moron. It was it was Eric from Entourage, Kevin Connolly. Oh, dude, he is tiny. He's small. He I was worked- dressed as a leprechaun. It was Halloween. What was I? It was hilarious. Dude. I was like, like, wow. Almost you know what? Wait, like not ironic. It. It's yeah. almost like. It, right on the right nose. Right on the nose. Like, that's what he needed to be. And then yesterday, my boy Yaniv was on a flight to Connecticut, and Kevin Connolly was on it. <laughs> Dude, it's, there are certain celebrities that I've had run-ins with over the last couple years where it's like, why do I always run into you? Like D.L. Hughley. He's on a new that. show with uh, Jimmy Carr on Netflix, and it's pretty funny. I have seen him in a while, but there was a hot minute for like a good eight-month run 
right as I was moving out of Toluca Lake, uh-huh. where I saw him all the time. I saw him well, at Foreman's. Well, I saw him at Foreman's, then I see him at the Vaughn's. But then this is what's crazy. I'm going down to Cabo for my buddy John Grohl's mm-hmm. wedding, and you know I told you story. that story. Uh-huh. And then there's there's Mr. DLU. There he is. Hey, what's up, Timmy? I was like, are you shitting well, me? You can't. You, why are we both on the same flight? And he was like, I don't know. I'm going down him. to do his show. You see his hat. Just that's like, how he that's knows me, though. Good. I know. That's how he's like, man, you always got fly hats. I got. Where do you get your hats? And I'm just like, uh, ask my tour manager. He bought me one of them. Sure did. That's, that's a good one. Bar none, one of my favorite hats to this hat. day. That one and the hat that I got from the San Diego Fair that I've been wearing a lot recently. You know, my that big black one, the, the bigger hat, black yeah. one. It's not a top hat. It's, it's just kind of a little bit more of like a Stetson meets yeah. fedora. Anyways... Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. I know I've already said that, but please keep spreading the word. We have some guests coming up in the next couple of weeks that I'm really excited about. Uh, and I'm not even going to tease the names, but, uh, well, uh, one, Adam's going to come in here. We're going to talk about Adam the Carolla? Masked Singer. Not Adam Carolla. Adam Hudson. Oh. He worked on the Masked yeah. Singer. And we're going to talk about the Masked Singer. Cool. I think it should be fun. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to rant and rave about how silly the show is but it is it's pretty silly but at the same will you stop fucking with the microphone no jesus criminy son it's a it's a nervous tick how long have you yeah you're not doing a you're not doing a, a comedy bit uh, son i could be okay listen my whole life is a comedy bit oh drunk on sunset that sounds like a like a like a, a an episode of cash cab like you know how they have their episode their names, themes. the yeah. themes. You would your theme would be drunk on sunset. Okay, okay, here's my thing about game shows. Who the fuck knows all the answers to those obscure questions? You're looking at them, uh, dude. I get to like, like the the one thousand dollar on who wants to be a millionaire, and I'm out. I'm like, dude, I've already used my three lifelines. I'm out. I, can I have a thousand dollars? Thank you. <laughs> That's I'm, it's ridiculous. That guy on Jeopardy lasted like three years. Ken, uh... What's that guy's name? Ken Jennings? No, no, the other guy that beat him. He beat his record. Look, you only get one answer from me about uh, that kind of stuff. And there, that, so that's my best effort. The funniest thing, this, the, the guy, he beat all the records, and then this woman, like, bitched about how he's like... She was like, he made it unfair for everyone, and he was, he was not nice to us, and he was just too good, and it's like, dude... He well, did his homework. Yeah, he did his homework. He's he smart. He did the work. What do you, he for- literally took a year off from work to study for for this and and like made like I think he made something like 15 million dollars or some crazy shit. Dude, that's seriously like a uh, like a like a mediocre athlete complaining about how Jerry Rice is just catching every single fucking pass thrown to him. It's like, yeah, cuz he's Jerry Rice. Yeah. He's like the best receiver of all time. Like, why are you complaining? Like, yeah. if, if you're complaining, you know, go either practice or don't be in the NFL. Yeah, for real. All right. So moving forward, uh, some stories to talk about, though. Uh, we'll see how far we get this episode. But, of course, my main man Trevor's in the house. So I'm so excited. Thanks for coming back and saying hello. Why'd you waved, look that I way? I waved at a false You audience. just waved at the uh, computer. At a chair. You were like, hey. Hey, how's, how's it going, going everybody? Yeah. And anyways, we're excited to have Trevor back in the house. I'm excited to be back here podcasting. We took a nice long three month break, and now we're on to season seven. We're gonna be doing a lot of podcasting uh, in the upcoming months. We have the the famed Christmas episode, which we talk about all the crappy music we heard this year and all the really good music we heard this year. I listen to some Christmas songs. It's like all year round. I listen to Last Christmas by Jimmy Eat World and all the time. 
That's that's kind of a that song rips. That's like watching just friends at any any point of yeah, the year. Do that too. It's a good Christmas movie, but it's just a good movie. Yeah. You can watch it any time of the year. Do that too. Would you say okay, who thinks that Die Hard is a Christmas movie? Well, Why are we getting off topic? It takes place Anyways, during Christmas. So had to cancel the Pullman Standard Tour. You know about this. Yeah. Uh, my sincerest apologies, you guys. A lot of personal life stuff happened, and uh, that definitely was the straw that broke the camel's back because there was a lot of other stuff that was happening while we were out on the road for the first week and right before we left, too. And I will say this. I'm not going to... I'm not the kind of person to throw anybody under the bus when it comes to, like, the name of a promoter, the name of a club, the name of a club owner, unless it's good, unless it's positive, right, yeah, then, I will, then I'll put them on top of the bus and come on ride the train, ride it up. And then drive as fast as you can yes, so they you, fall off the back. Well, maybe. Who knows? Uh, but when it comes to this, just... If you're going to promote shows, don't promise a band $1,000 and give them 500 And this has happened to me a lot. Uh, played a show two years ago, flew out with the band, played a couple shows, and the promoter had to pay the headliner. And when all was said and done, my guarantees for both nights were cut in half. <laughs> I mean, if hopes and dreams could power our RV, I'd be flying to the moon. Oh, but dude, unfortunately, so they don't. Cool. So things like that, have, they have to go down. And, and I understand. Shit happens, man. Shit. How many times we've called the club and be like, hey, our RV broke down. Yeah. We're not going to make it. So I get it. But when the band shows up, if, I mean, you got to give them a little bit of leeway on, on the payment, especially when you, you know, we're not some garage band that started last year. We're Pullman Standard. We've been around for a little while. I'm not saying, I'm not riding on a high horse saying that I'm something amazing or more important than anything, but it's like, I've been in the industry long enough to where you should garner a little bit of respect of just being like, hey, give it to me straight. If we have to cancel a tour, I call you. <laughs> Except for that one. When I got oh, Bell's palsy. I got oh Bell's palsy God, and so the guy mad. called us up and he's like, you're what? And I'm like, my face isn't working. How do you want me to? Do you I, want me to come try and sing for you? I can't sing, and he was so mad. Yeah, he was very mad, very uh, angry. You know what's funny? If you were to say we're not some garage band to a Gen Z person, they'd be like, "You're not an app." They wouldn't. They wouldn't understand. True. That's sad. Yeah, that they'd sounded like, a lot funnier in my head. No, it's good, but I think you could definitely massage that into a good bit. Mm -hmm. Keep working on it. Thanks. Yeah, I was going through my apps and blah blah blah. Anyways, you could hear more of Trevor's hilarity on his podcast, uh, but he more garners it towards sports. So that's right. I'm yeah. gonna stick more towards music. Speaking of which, uh, heard some new music. Are you okay? Uh, it scared me. <laughs> All right. I hit the mic. Yeah. So you went and saw Paris. Still. A fan. Oh yeah, dude. I remember premiering Ugh. that song. I can't remember. I have to go back. It's like three years ago. Maybe four years ago, when I'd run into Lynn Gunn. Wait, I wait, no, Lynn Gunn. I'd run into like two years ago, but I remember hearing their first. What was their first single? Was it Holy or was it Mirrors? It was uh, off the Mirrors. It album. was off. Yeah, it was off the first album. Mirrors. Uh, I don't know. What, I don't know what the first single shit. was. I remember. I remember premiering it on this podcast. Anyway, so you went and saw Paris. Yeah, I did. Favorite song by them. Uh, right now. 
right oh right, right now. now um probably anyone else yeah i like winter i love winter the season and the song yeah uh great they song. played fire for the first time that i've ever seen them play it live they they didn't have it on their last two sets this is my this is the third time i've seen them um and they yeah they played fire and i was like shocked because i didn't I, I figured they just was like nah this isn't a this isn't a show song um, and then they started playing it, and I was like, "Holy fuck, this is awesome!" Uh, Keep talking. Yeah, I'm played, gonna go refill my drink. They played "Holy." They played. Um, they played anyone else? Half. They played uh, their two new songs, uh, "Death of Me" and "Hallucinations." Um, they just, man, they just absolutely crush it. Lynn Gunn is a is a phenomenal uh, performer. The drummer that they tour with is not technically a permanent member of the band i guess but he's because i think they do most of their drums uh as samples maybe I, I don't know how it works but uh their drummer is is the drummer they tour with is left-handed fucking insane dude he's left-handed he's so good it's like he i can only pay attention backwards. to him for the first like three or four songs because then i start getting a little more uh tipsy and start dancing a little more i was actually about to say drunk but dude <laughs> but dude like after my third visit to the lobby bar, yeah, dude. But he's just so fucking good and entertaining to watch from his from his seat. Like, so if you've never heard of Paris, go check them out. I don't want to spend too much time on that, but we're gonna take a quick break. And when we come back, we're gonna talk about the new Blink album, yeah. Rock and Roll. Timmy D in the industry is proudly brought to you by Backstage360.com. Artist interviews, album reviews, featured content, press releases about that band you haven't heard from in a while, press releases about that band you can't stop hearing about. Get your 360-degree take on the music scene of today at Backstage360.com. Timmy D in the industry is sponsored by Picture Frame Earring Displays. Neatly organize your earring collection on a picture frame earring display. Check them out at www.pfed.bigcartel.com. Once again, that's www.pfed.bigcartel.com. See what they're all about. Picture frame earring displays are easily customizable to fit your color palette for your room, closet, or wherever you may store your earrings and other jewelry. Grab yours today at www.pfed.bigcartel.com. Three years. I was right. It is three years. Well, we are going to talk about the Blink-182 record, but before we get to that, I want to start incorporating a lot of... Uh, I have some notes written down, not only about the, the record, but <clears throat> about a few other things. I'm going to start incorporating this on the Instagram as well, is tour tips. Very basic stuff. Uh, my tour tip for this episode is pretty much before you drive your RV, your van with the trailer or just a truck with a trailer or just a truck or anything, walk around it once. Trevor knows why this is. Yeah. But actually for more reasons than what <laughs> Trevor thinks I'm going to actually talk about is when my first pop punk band was out on tour, we crashed the Warp Tour and we got to follow it. We accidentally left the tailgate down. We did it with two small pickup trucks. And the tailgate was down on my pickup truck. And we left. We were pulling out of uh, the Warp Tour parking lot in Sacramento. And we got down the road a little bit. And I went out to, I was like, oh, I got to change my shirt. Because I was feeling sweaty. 
and I go to the back of my truck and I notice my tailgate's down and everything's in there except for one thing, my duffel bag with all my clothes in it. <laughs> of course. So. Of course. You know, of course it had to be mine. Out of all the people, it's my dumb luck. But that, so there's that. And then also one of my first tour rigs with Pullman Standard was just my Jeep Grand Cherokee. And I had built this big space shuttle looking thing on top that held all of our amps and smaller like guitars and amp heads. And then all the bigger stuff like the drums and the, and the guitar cabs went down in the bottom part of the Jeep or in the main part of the Jeep, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, even that, and there, was a, there was a locking piece up on top, and we were pulling out of the driveway, and luckily Austin was behind the Jeep in his Jeep and saw that the lock wasn't actually locked, and he was honking his horn and looked out the window, and, and I'm like, what's up? And he's just like, the top, it's not locked. You got to lock it. So we, we locked it, but that's just, it's such a simple tour tip, but I guess what you take from it is, is just that last final check always have one person one person's got to walk around whatever vehicle you're driving in walk around the vehicle because you'd be surprised what you spot as you're pulling out maybe you didn't notice but the left back tire is a little flat on your tour vehicle and nobody really pays attention to it because everybody gets in on the passenger side which is the right side into the van and all of a sudden you go pulling away and just it's not driving right it feels a little bit funny well what do you know? It's probably because you have a back left tire that's flat. So that's a little tour tip for you guys. Uh, moving on, Blink-182. I'm going to let Trevor take this one out of the gate once I give it a little intro. But Blink just dropped their new record out of nowhere, uh, unbeknownst to me, but I'm sure they were doing promo for it. Actually, a lot of I promo. mean, they were slowly leading They were up releasing to it, yeah. singles. Yeah. Uh, but the album, Blink-182, and the album is nine. Trevor, take it away. Uh, it's, a, it's a good album. Awesome. So I have some notes here uh, about a few things because they had just released. This is actually a, the fastest they've released an album since Enema of the State and Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, which was only. Yeah, it's Take really? Off Your Pants and Jacket. Yes. Um, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket was released 2001. in 2001 and Enema of the State was 99. was 99. So that's a two year gap, <laughs> which is an album cycle. But you don't really see that. And then they even, after the 2001 release, then they released their self-titled in 2003. 2003 so that's, so that's a solid boom, 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 after boom. After that was what? Then they broke up, and then it was Neighborhoods in 11. And then they did the Dogs Eating Dogs in 13. And then Tom left the band and said, peace out, uh -huh, and then or whatever it was. And Skiba comes in and does California. Mm-hmm. And, and it wasn't even 13. Dogs Eating Dogs actually... Was 12. Yeah, I think it was 12. 2012. Because yeah. I remember being out on the Steam Powered Hearts tour and Austin playing that over the squawk constantly. That was a, uh, I liked that. That's EP a, a really good EP. Really good EP. Solid EP. It's sad that they weren't even in the same room when they wrote it. Really? They wrote it in pieces. Like Travis and Mark had an idea for a song and then they'd send it over to Tom and then Tom would kind of write his thing and then send it back to them. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty nuts. Weird. So that's why it had a very unique sound, and every song had its own sound, which is really cool. Uh, this record, though, nine. I think it's better than California. Oh. Yes. Yes. Hang on. Let me and, pull up and here's, California. Here's, wait, wait, wait. Here's, no, no, no. Don't. This I'm is, doing it. This is, your, this is your heart beating a certain way. Because California, I felt they had to put out a record. Now that Matt Skiba's in the band, they yeah. had to have new material. And Matt was uncomfortable still. Like, he even says it in interviews where he's like, I didn't 
I didn't feel my place in the band yet. You know, I didn't feel what was going on just quite yet. And so they put out this record and it was great and everybody's exciting. They actually had one of their better singles in a long time, which was Bored to Death. Yeah, that's a great single, man. Like it's it, a yeah. solid song. It was a great out of the gate single, but then everything else was just a little. If you listen to that record, it's a little heavily auto tuned, but because they're just trying to get a record out. It's almost mm-hmm. like they didn't have time to record the vocals they wanted, so they're just mm-hmm. like, here we go, let's just record them, do them as best we can, we'll auto tune them up later. As yeah, opposed all right. to, yeah, I'd probably agree with you then. But not. then you listen to Nine, it sounds like there was a lot of effort put into it. It sounds like they had taken some time and they and Matt Skiba had written some stuff after. It sounds being, like Matt Skiba wrote the whole album. Well, it definitely feels like him and John Feldman had a lot to do with Which I'm I the love hooks. I love I am such a huge The Matt hooks fan. feel very much Matt Skiba from uh Agony and Irony Alkaline Trio Days. But I wrote my top three songs down. Actually four songs because the my third song ties has a tie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh let's go. Uh first song on the new Blink album. Uh like right your, out of the gate, favorite? Dark Side. Your favorite? Dark Side. Dark Side. It's so good, dude. It's just it's, it's so good. undeniably catchy. The the melody is strong in the chorus, and on top of that, it just it comes out of the gate with a great kind of a great small drawing that turns into a bigger picture. Like that first line, she's a girl dressed in black from another world. Boom, I've set the stage. Mm-hmm. And now let's keep singing about it. And then boom. Mark comes in, medicate, da da da, mm-hmm. just to numb the pain. There's all these great little like tidbits, great lines, and as a songwriter myself, you start paying attention. Like that is just great. That's a great line. That's a great picture getting painted. That's a terrible song because they don't paint that picture. Uh, that song, uh, what is it? Uh, not degenerate. Generation. Degenerate. I did remember. No, no, no. It's blink. It's on the record. Oh, it's generational generation. divide. Generational divide. Great song. Why? Because it's simple, it's a throwback to, to some skate punk. It has it's not about the lyrics, it's not about the melody. It's about saying one thought, very much like old punk rock, one thought and repeating you it. You know over what my favorite thought of, my favorite part of that like song Blitz is? Like Creek Bob. Sure. You there know what my go. favorite part of that song is? The awkward how, pauses. No, how they're screaming over each other. Oh yeah. Because that's the whole thing that's the whole commentary of the song is that it's a, there's a generational divide of old school thoughts and new school thoughts with these fucking with this whole political climate or whatever and then and they, just, nobody yeah, listens and, to each other yeah, yeah everyone's just yelling, just yelling over each other. other and nobody's giving anyone the fucking time to speak so no. i love that song you know what's missing yes. the only thing that's missing on the album is a one of those really short 15 second gay songs like i want to build a pool because yeah. i want to see, see some naked dudes it's so yeah. funny or like one of those silly songs like want to fuck a dog in the ass like the yeah just one of those weird like, like super homoerotic like, like I like I'm doing this just songs. to piss yeah. off the record labels, exactly. which I think was the kind of reason on "Take Off Your Pants and Jacket" why they did that. There's a few interviews that I see from back in the day, or I've seen from back in the day on YouTube, where you know Mark, Tom, and Travis are sitting there, and they're just like, you know, the record label was kind of running with our image, and they they wanted us to do this. They, mm-hmm. they oh, you're the naked pop pop punk band, so we got to do more stupid yeah. stuff like that. And they're like. Oh really? Okay, well then we're gonna really run with it. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna really make it. Oh yeah. You I wanted it. I wanna fuck a pirate in the ass. That's, dude, that's our me and my first mate. My uh, my uncle t- uh, played that song. My aunt's husband played that song for me when, when we were when I was like 
15. Yeah. And I thought it was the funniest thing I'd yeah. ever heard in my it's entire life. It still, to this day, is timeless with the teens. Yeah. Uh, if you're a teenager, you, you listen to those records, and you're just like, this is freaking hilarious. Yeah. And cool at the same time. So, uh, second song that I really, really dug, uh, No Heart to Speak Of. That's a Matt Skiba out of the yeah. gate. Yeah. That's just all him mm-hmm. saying, you know what? This is my place in the band. Yeah. And it's a really, he's definitely honoring his own songwriting ability. He definitely wrote whatever part of that song he wrote. It was all Matt. It wasn't somebody trying to tell him like, mm, well, do this. Blink mm-hmm. has this sound. Or it's like, shut you up, tell I'm Mark doing it. Travis, we're like, no, 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 by all means, yeah. please. And then uh, finishing out, rounding it off, uh, it's a solid tie for me with Pin the Grenade and on some emo shit. And I only say that because uh, I haven't had enough time to break down those two songs and they both resonate kind of the same as far as like, wow, that's got a good hook. Wow, that's a good lyric line. You know, they kind of equate on different levels and we'll see who wins in the final battle. I think the last song on the record is a terrible one to end it with. I would have rather have seen actually Happy Days Mm-hmm. Now thinking that about it. That would have been more. a good, that actually would have been a good Just gonna see song. happy days. And it would have been cool to have it tail off, like just fade away yeah. with that chorus repeating. Yeah. But that's coming from a songwriter, and uh, that's about that. Let's see, Trevor, your songs. My top three. Uh, Thanks for writing them down, by the way. I mean, well, you took two of them. You could still have the same two. I, I, I don't, these are in no particular order, but the first time, the first song on it, the there's one specific the the beginning of Skiba's verse mm-hmm. where I had to look up the lyrics I couldn't understand what he was saying and he says uh, uh, he says first time on a plane so she's paranoid tried to said the tried to say the tried to make her feel safe but I said it all wrong first time in L A so she's so she, uh, fuck so first, she's doing steroids so she fe- no so she's she uh, she can't avoid feeling like she's failing all along. His the way he says it, it's kind of like it's almost like he's talking away, is singing as loud as he can away from the mic. And I love the way that sounds. That's to listen to it again. It's so great, um, and it's kind of a really reminiscent song of like, of like how Blink when Blink started, it was just a bunch of skate punks and their skater punks in their twenties mm-hmm. playing songs, having a good time, fucking around, and they like don't realize that it's the first time that they're you know first time getting high, first time. Falling in love first yeah. time. It's like a really reminiscent, but like happily reminiscing, not like, oh man, I wish I, wish I was young again. It's just like, that was the shit. We had a great time back then. Yeah. I love that song. Uh, and then uh, On Some Emo Shit is, is I just, I love emo songs. I love emo music. You wouldn't tell by looking at me because I just look like some frat bro. But I love emo music. It's one of my favorites. I'm a big Alkaline, a huge Alkaline Trio fan. Ever, ever since Skiba got in the band, actually. Somebody somebody was like, well, you know he was an Alkaline Trio. I was like, I've never heard of that band in my life, but I'm going to listen to him. Went and listened to him. This is rude, but uh, it's all good. Hey, do you remember when we first started listening to Alkaline Trio? I remember when I started listening to Alkaline It was Trio. on the fall tour, you boo. That wasn't the first time. I listened to him before then. We went on the fall tour in 2016 or 2017. I, I, 2016 is when California came out. So I started listening to him like 2016, 2015. Mm. Like right around the time I met you. I know I but introduced I kinda, you to Paris and Amberlynn. Yeah, Paris and Amberlynn for sure. Uh, Kevin went yeah, to I, their, their I, comeback dude, show. I didn't even know what was happening. I would have been there. I don't, I don't understand what you're trying to do with the chips. I don't know. But these Doritos are top notch. 
Doritos, pay us in advertising. Yes, I'll, wonderful. We will accept free Doritos as payment. I will anyway. Uh, and then uh, my tie is uh, is um, uh, pin the grenade in dark side. Pin the grenade is just a fucking banger. It is a good song. Oh my god, it's so good. If you if you don't love me, lie to my face. It's a, such a great line. That's a good line. It's that's, such I a good line. I think that's why I picked that song because I'm just like, oh god, that's so on point. It's and then and I like saw the title of it. I was like, pin the grenade. And it's like it's kind of it's just a metaphor for like, wait, hold on. Like put that put the pin, pin back yeah, in. Put the pin back in. But can you put the pin? If back If you in? don't love me, lie to my face because I don't want it. I don't want it to blow up yet. It's, so it's a beautiful song. This is a, a quick introduction back into the the weeks to come uh, of a lot of banter between me and Trevor. If you like what you hear, please do share Timmy D in the Industry podcast with a friend. You can find us on SoundCloud very soon because of the Anchor app and Jeff finally showed me how to do it. We're going to be up on Apple and all that. Oh, tight. On iTunes? Nice. iTunes and Spotify. uh, Nice. So Jeff showed me how to do that because I am producing the Pop Goggles podcast. And for those of you out there that like to watch the Bravo... (laughs) Yeah, what Trevor said. But the Bravo Network... I love Jeff. I don't like his taste TV. Keep talking over me. This is great. This is good podcasting. I know. This is great. Anyways, uh, but you can check out Pullman Standard. We're kind of taking a break from the road, taking a break from a lot of shows, writing... Not only new music, well, most of it's written. Trevor, you've heard most of it. Mm-hmm. But uh, shooting music videos and really getting the word out there about the band. One more quick thing. Yeah. Honorable mention, Runaway. I have to listen to it again. Love it. I might I might go for my run later this afternoon and listen to Runaway. That's a great pun. Anyways, <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in. Check out Trevor Messenger's new podcast. It's going to be great when he decides to do it. Yeah. If you get a chance, go check out Groove Pro Instruments, www.getthatgroove.com. They make all my guitars exclusive. And um, if you get a chance, check out Dr. Squatch Soap. They smell Their soap smells amazing, and they send us free bars of that shit. So rock and roll. Dry, it doesn't dry out your skin. It doesn't dry out your skin. You love those commercials, <laughs> huh? I love them. No, no, them. no. That was from... Uh Hall Pass when they're, all, when they're super high on the brownies and they're on oh. the golf cart. He's like, what kind of soap do you use? It doesn't Stuff. dry out your skin. Yeah, I like Duff. That's right. Dry out your skin. <laughs> Jason Sudeikis looks ridiculously high in that <laughs> so scene. So funny. Like His stupid just... high. <laughs> Anyways, the song that we're listening to that's playing us off air, Singer and the Scientist. I can't remember the name of it. Kenley and uh, Steve just put it out, and it's so great. It's off their new record. Uh, that's about it. If a task once begun, never leave it till it's done. Be that labor, big or small. Do it well, or not at all. Rock and roll. Tragic like a bingo. To my manifesto oh. Dangerous like an earthquake You make my high check But I love the afterglow oh. I don't want to leave you So I'm gonna love you Tonight And I don't want to let go 